Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again, it's Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks to make these race cars go around in circles and go left and right when we need to go left and right, which is coming up this weekend. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for the Motor Racing Network, joined as I am each and every week by 25-time race-winning crew chief from the Cup Series, championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. 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 Weekend of Atlanta behind us. Yes, exactly. Good stuff down at Atlanta Motor Speedway. We'll talk about that a little bit. And... uh, talking we're going to talk to travis mack uh talking a lot of coda stuff coming into that there's a lot going on there and they had such a strong strong car at coda last year their teammate won the race uh travis's crew chief for daniel suarez so look forward to talking to travis it's gonna be good stuff that's for yeah, sure definitely strong at all the road courses strong everywhere last year i thought they put together a consistent run through 2022 that was really 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 strong i, I think the only the thing that knocked them out of the playoffs and, and I, i'll hit on it but i think it was a steering issue at Co- at uh at Roval, Roval, yeah, because uh, I think he was going to make it through uh, uh onto the next round. They they did a great job. It'd be great to talk to him about what we've got coming up in Coda. Right, what we got coming up, and 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 year number two of the larger branded successful trackhouse racing. But what a story that's been, that's for sure. But let's talk a little bit about Atlanta Motor Speedway. As I was watching that race unfold, and Todd, one of the things you and I've talked about here on the show, but we've also talked about behind the scenes is good drivers. And fast race cars at super speedways or super speedway-ish tracks matter. Joey Logano and Brad Keselowski battling it out for the win. Not a shocker with either one of those guys. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And, and you look at it, really, we talk about, a lot of people talk about speedways being luck. And they're not. They're not luck. If you look, the same cars find their way to the front at the end of, of these super speedway races. And, and Atlanta's a little caveat because it's, it's the most handling-centered Speedway race, and you really don't have long straightaways where you can push each other. They still push, they still do what they can, but it's it's kind of a morph in between the two. But yeah, you look at it at the end. You've got Denny Hamlin up front. Denny you've Hamlin. got Joey Logano up front. You've got Ryan Blaney up front. You got Brad Keselowski up front. You've got Corey LaJoy up front. That doesn't just happen by chance every speedway race. It's <laughs> it's talent. It's talent and understanding what's going on. And really, if you go back and watch it, the end of this race. The moves that were made by many and where they all played out, um, it's, it's, it was a spectacle. It, it made up. Really, the day wasn't that exciting right. until we got to that last stop. And, and they, they lined up top lane, bottom lane, pushed back and forth. It was, I mean, the end of it was pretty exciting. The, the video of Eric Jones going up the middle on that oh. last lap was just insane. It was bonkers. Where, I mean, it was just, you. I, I thought, you know, it wasn't as dramatic as Ross's video at, um, at Martinsville last year. But when you're watching that, it's like some kid playing a video game. It's like some some good kid playing a video game versus a bunch of old duffers like me playing a video game. The way he was going up the middle, but just and, and that kind of racing provides those opportunities for guys to to make some bold moves at the end. Yeah, and and, and Kyle Petty and I were talking about it uh, earlier this week and, and back and forth about it. It's it's not about and it's about reaction, right? Yeah. If you look at how Joey won the race, Joey didn't win the race by car being fast. It's by 
situations happening and him taking advantage of, whether it be Christopher Bell making the early move, whether it be, you know, Corey LaJoy's run coming to him, putting himself in a position where Brad couldn't block him. Right. Uh, You know, and, and likewise with Eric Jones. He gained nine spots on the last lap. He went from 17th to 8th. I mean, it was just, and if you go, if you haven't seen it, dig your social media. There's a video clip of it there someplace, that last lap drive from the end car. Uh, just reacting to when people were making moves and putting them in bad positions yeah. and taking advantage of every hole he had. That's what makes these races interesting at the end because somebody can take advantage of everything. You have a history with Brad Keselowski going back with mm-hmm. Brad Keselowski. We are starting to see that six car at the front of the field a lot. It is not a matter of if he's going to win some races. It's a matter of when they're able to close the deal. You, you can't be as talented as Brad is, as good as those cars are, and run at the front of the field. They're going to they're gonna monkey around and start winning some races, I think. Oh, I, and, and not only Brad, but, but Chris Buescher. Chris Buescher too, yeah. I think if you look at it, and, and I, I mean, I, this is kind of me, I don't know. Um, I would say Penske's the best Ford team. I'd say RFK is the second best. Yeah. I mean, really, at this point, in that, a year ago, you wouldn't even fathom that. <laughs> you and, think and about Brad's it, really right. made it, had an impact yeah. on, on the whole RFK program, and I think, uh, I think you're seeing it. The 6 and 17 were up front last week. They've been up, I mean, they've been, week after week, their top 10 cars. They, they find themselves battling that range, and it's, that's an that's a almost double-digit move from where they were when Brad moved in there. So in a year, they've, you know, they've, they've, they've figured out how to be competitive. And Brad talked about it. You, you brought mm-hmm. this up, but the finishes haven't been there for Brad, yeah. but the running position has. Yeah. They've had speed. Yeah, he did a media availability on Saturday, and he was asked about the frustration of not getting the results. And Brad's point was, I would rather have fast race cars, results will come, than riding around at the back of the pack and getting a good restart at the end and, and squeezing into 12th or 10th. And not feeling good about it. Um, he's very comfortable with the speed of their race cars. I, I, as a crew chief, I always said I'd, I, I'd rather have speed and not execution than have execution and not speed. <laughs> speed yeah. Because speed's very elusive. And, and finding speed is, is, is a challenge. And cleaning up execution or, or situations, even if you won't say it was an execution, just being caught in the wrong thing, that's, that's just situational. Yeah. That's not like, it's not every race. It's just what happened this week. They've had speed. They can build forward. That. No doubt about it. And you mentioned Corey LaJoy. Now, again, there's a little assist yeah. with some four, with 400 cars getting penalties. But Corey LaJoy is 14th in points, five races in, which you, you, you take the 400 cars, 18th in points, five races in. Either one of those is very respectable for that team. And they have been solid all year long. Yes. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he's done a really good job at getting getting out of the car what he can and and making i think top 20 finishes almost every race i think they 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 Did lost they, that streak at, at phoenix, phoenix but they had they so, have three so yeah four of the four five, five have been top, top 20, 20 finishes. For, again one of those situations where that's a that's a that's a multiple position gain from where they were a year ago and and you know we say okay it's only five races it's darn near a fifth of the season <sighs> yeah a fifth of the regular season yeah. so um it they're doing great things. They're doing great things. I really respect. I heard Kyle Petty talking about this, and he said, yes, that team is doing good things, but Corey is doing great things. He is managing that race car really, really well. So tip of the cap to our buddy Corey LaJoy. Yeah. That's for sure. Great stuff, no doubt about it. And I know we've got great stuff coming up because when we come back, Travis Mack from over at Trackhouse Racing, he joins us. This season, Toyota Racing is looking for jugglers. Uh-huh. 
not the ones who toss balls or rings. Fans that can juggle the rigors of a 10-month-long season across many different racing circuits. Well, what if I added knives? What if you added GR Cup, Formula Drift, and off-road racing? If you can juggle it all, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. Formula Drift is a registered trademark of Formula Drift's holdings, LLC. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post, and let's go to the Zoom line. Joining us from over at Track House Racing, crew chief for Daniel Suarez on that number 99 car. Now, I thought the Tootsie's paint scheme was my favorite paint scheme, but now when I see the Quaker State paint scheme, I'm like, that's well, a good-looking race car. It runs well, and the crew chief is Travis Mack. Hello, Travis. How are you? Hey, guys. How are you doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. Good looking race cars, good performing race cars. Kind of uh, kind of assess five races into 2023, how things have gone for you guys on that 99 team. Things have gone pretty well. You know, we haven't had the results that we liked to the last couple of races, but um, every single week, Daniel has been very happy uh, with the race cars and we've had really good speed. We just haven't had the results the last couple of weeks, but um, they're going to come. Yeah, and if we look back, just uh, just coming out of uh, Atlanta here, um, how have you seen the, how's the racetrack aged? And, and, I mean, we made this into kind of a pseudo-speedway car race, and uh, um, from your standpoint, is the racetrack aging? Is it, is it kind of, Atlanta's always been that way. Yeah, absolutely. I, we were kidding around, you know, talking to Daniel about it, about how many years it's going to take to get back to old Atlanta. You know, I think every race we go back to, it's going to be a little bit closer to old Atlanta. Uh, especially the July race. If I have anything to say about it, I, I think we should probably get a little practice session in July when we go back to Atlanta. Um, I think the July race is going to be really good. It's going to be hot and slick. Track's wearing out a little bit more. So as time goes, I think the track's just going to get better and better. We had Rudy Fugel on last week, and he absolutely was all twisted up about pit road. Um, no practice, no experience, which you guys all dealt with. You got the you got the one half run down through there after the qualifying run. How did pit road work? What were the challenges? How did you guys approach it? Because we ended up having a green flag pit stop. Yeah, you know, after Phoenix, we had two pit roads being penalties. So, oh. um, yeah, we, we were a little nervous going into Atlanta. You know, we probably a little bit on the safe side, um, but we adjusted to it after the first run down pit road and. It went pretty well. I mean, it went fine. You know, we didn't think we'd actually have a green flag pit stop, so that was a little exciting, to say the least. I, I think everybody was kind of blown away by actually having a green flag pit stop there. Um, kind of lost a little bit of time there, but we came to pit road clean, no incidents, and we went on to keep racing. Yeah, we saw a couple of cars that didn't do that, and it was just about a two-lap down penalty for uh, doing the pass-through. Uh, definitely wanted to keep yourself ahead of. Uh, you talked earlier, uh, Steve did earlier, about consistency and if i look back at 2022 and track house racing and especially your team the 99 team travis i felt like you guys week in and week out you just you never had those it didn't seem like you had those ups and downs you figured out how to be 
fighting in the top 10, whether you got it at the end of the day, that's that that's here or there. Like you talked about earlier in the season, you've had speed, you've been competitive and that's carried all the way through and continued this year. Um, and really, I felt like you guys were really strong when we got to road courses. I looked at the first Coda race. and I thought you were the best car there. You no, know, your teammate won there. Uh, you dominated the first 15 laps and uh, and you got spun in traffic, but uh, got to be excited about getting back to road course racing again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think Daniel circled this one after last year's Coda race. He felt like we had, we had that race won and we kind of gave it away when we got spun out there and then we had a steering issue. So uh, we had a couple of steering issues last year at road courses that hurt us a lot. But um, the last couple of years, Daniel has been awesome in road courses we feel like those are our strong strongest races of the year those are our best opportunities to win races last year we won sonoma got that first win out of the way but um coda i feel like is our best racetrack so we've had this one circled since last year we're going to go qualify on the front row and i think with the new rules of getting rid of the stage cautions it's probably going to help us even more so uh i'm really excited to get back to coda you you talk about taking the stage cautions away i was going to go someplace else but since you brought it up how do you think that affects how you call a race or how, how the race plays out? I think it, I think it helps us. Um, we've been really strong at road courses and with the stage cautions, it just kind of mixes it up to where we have to choose to, do we want to win the race or do we want to go for stage points and stage wins? So last year at Coda, we kind of messed up. We dominated the first stage and we chose to stay out and get that stage win, which was really cool. And we thought we could drop back up through there, but you know, restarting around 15th and we just got caught up in a spin and damaged the car a little bit and we couldn't come back from it. So now eliminating those stage cautions is going to, you know, I think we could go for the stage wins and we could go for the win of the race. So uh, I'm excited about it. You talked about that spin. I rewatched that race actually this morning, twofold. Well, I knew you got, you were on here today and I, I, I am going down to Dakota this week, but um <laughs> You know, it looked like a pretty easy spin. Uh, light contact got you spun, but you lost pace after that. Toe link was an arrow piece, or, or I'm just trying to understand and, and explain to the fan base something easy like that, and you lose pace. Where does that go? Yeah, we actually had a steering issue again. Um, like we had a couple of them last year. We had one at the Roval and then at Coda as well. So two steering issues with that rack. It's been a it's been an ongoing progress to um, try to get that thing fixed and understand it. You know, there's several teams have had issues with that thing, and um, we're looking at it closer this year. Maybe maybe something in our setup is putting extra load through our steering rack that we didn't think about. So uh, we're going back a little different this year, trying to be easier on that steering rack. And NASCAR's made some adjustments this year to take some pressure out of it. So uh, I feel a lot better about it this year. Travis, one of the other elements of this coming weekend is the fact that uh, for the second time in a couple of weeks, uh, you have a 50-minute practice session on a Friday afternoon. Um, what's the approach? Big picture stuff, little picture stuff, CODA stuff? How do you guys as Trackhouse approach that 50-minute practice session? Yeah, well, I'm excited to have the practice, really. Um, we feel like this is a really good track for Daniel. So just a little bit of practice just to confirm that he's happy with the car. Well, you know, we're already mapping out our couple questions and changes that we're going to make. Um, we'll work really hard in the DL the last couple of weeks, and we're constantly tweaking our road course stuff. So uh, our package overall is really good. You can see that, you know, with the performance we had there last year and then all the road courses with the 1 and the 99. And then after that, all the Chevy camp, you know, really just jumping on board and running well road courses with Tyler Reddick. And uh, so... I'm excited to get back there, have a practice session. 
maybe change a couple of springs just to see what Daniel reacts to. But more more importantly, getting Daniel those laps to get going. You uh, you talked earlier about one of the changes in that uh, in that we weren't going to see the cautions for the for the stage breaks. Another change coming this week: the choose rule when we do have caution. How do you see that affect in road course race? Yeah, I, the biggest concern we have about the choose rule is where where they're going to choose. Um, <laughs> you know, our primary spotter is in turn one. You know what spot? Usually, we have an inexperienced spotter. We have a third engineer going out there to spot. You know, so it's going to be new to him if he's back there with the choose roll. Do we move our primary spotter over to where we choose, um, or do we leave him on the front stretch for the restarts? So that's our biggest concern right now. Uh, biggest decision we have need to make. I hadn't thought about that. Just lead the race. That's what you do. Just lead the race. That makes it a whole lot easier. So (laughs) there we go. Uh, Travis, one of the other things you guys have, you have the uh, Project 91 car, Kimi Raikkonen, who did a really nice job with you guys up at Watkins Glen. How does that factor into Trackhouse this weekend with with a third car down there? There's a lot of excitement in the shop. You know, the 91 car sitting out here with their 1 and 91, or the 99 uh, side by side. And they look awesome. You know, we've got three cars capable of running in the top five to win the race, going to a racetrack and everybody's really excited to get back to Coda. And it's so cool to have somebody like Kimi jumping in the car and, uh, having that great experience and just having a solid race. You know, he was running really well at Watkins Glen and he was making his way forward and just got caught up in a wreck. So hopefully he can redeem himself this week and come out with a great finish. And in another piece of me, Lower downforce coming out this weekend to, to road course racing. How do you see that impacting the guys and, and, and what, what we see in, in fall off and different things like that? Yeah, the low downforce package, um, Daniel really liked it at Phoenix. Um, last year, our short track package was probably our worst races of the year with the 99. Uh, the one car obviously ran pretty well everywhere, but that was our goal for this year to come to short tracks and run better this year. And we had a really good car at Phoenix. Um, so I think Daniel's going to take a liking to the less downforce. I think it's going to make the cars harder to drive, which I think it's going to help the road course guys even more. And I think it's going to separate the field even more, hopefully. And Daniel's just going to love the car and drive away with it. Travis, I think about the last couple of years in your journey with track house racing. A few years ago, single car team. Last year, at this point in the season, you were a team. And Daniel talked about this a couple of weeks ago. You were a team with potential. Um, you're kind of the team that arrived now. Uh, you're here. The expectation is to run up front. It's no longer a shocker when you guys do what you do. What is that like leading a bunch of men and women and being part of this program to see the last three or four years that you've had with this track house team? Yeah, it's been an experience, you know, um, really only keeping Daniel and myself together through those three years. The first year we went up to RCR and we hired a team in January, you know, to go to <laughs> Daytona in February. So. Last year, we came over here to uh, Ganassi Racing after purchasing, and we hired a team in December for last year. So this year, um, we're able to keep most of 95% of the team together. So I think that's huge. You know, you look at teams like that 22 team, you know, last year at the championship after Phoenix, and you just look at that team, and they've been together for a long time. Those guys have been around, and it makes a huge difference. And we have that feeling this year that, we're an experienced team and we all know how each other works and we know what Daniel needs. And we're really clicking right now, having a good time while we're doing it. 
No doubt. It is. I had, I'd forgotten about the late hires there in December and January. That's impressive. It's even more impressive. They yeah. skipped to November this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they knew in November if you're coming back or not. That's uh, quite the project. Right. Travis, I want to go off the track. I saw something on your social media. It was from actually last fall. But I saw you had apparently a new toy, an IROC Z Camaro, uh, that you were questioning, should I just restore it to natural or should I make some additions to it? Where have you landed on that? What's, uh, what's, what's the final result or haven't you decided yet what you're going to do with that new toy? Yes, yeah, it's not really a new toy. That's, uh, that's my baby. That's my first car when I turned 16. Oh, wow. I found it in my uncle's barn. Um, it's all original. Um, I've had it sitting in the garage for the last several years. I drive it every once in a while. I don't drive it as much as I like to, but it's come to the point to where I need to go through all the brakes and, and get it driving a little bit better. It's a little, little scary to drive sometimes and the brakes aren't working right. And so I just chose to, uh, put it up on jack stands. And one day I just started taking it apart and one thing led to another and I about got the whole thing apart. So figure while I had it apart, you know, let's go through the whole thing. Um, I'm going to keep it mostly original, you know, upgrade some of the brakes. Um, but I'm, I'm really going to leave it original. There's not many of those cars around anymore that, you know, you could really drive around and, um, show guys that, you know, this is the original car this is what it looks like. And it's in really good shape. So I love that car. Um, hopefully I can get it back together here. Um, starting to get parts in for it pieces and we'll just need some time. So <laughs> Um, it's one of those things crew chiefs don't have (laughs) yeah yeah exactly time and a crew chief boy they don't belong together that's for sure what i find fascinating about this and what i love about this and we all have talked about this this is change this is this is old news the crew chief job is no longer touching race cars you know the crew chief job this is it's got to be a real treat for you to, to to have a toy that you can put your hands on and 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 touch with your hands and and work on yeah, exactly. I, you know, I started digging into that thing and taking it apart, and I'm, I started realizing it took all the same wrenches that, you know, to take one of these cup cars apart, and that was really cool. It, the yeah. suspension and everything looks just like one of these cup cars. So, yeah. I had it ripped. I had it stripped apart in about thirty minutes, just because I was so used to coming from the car chief side of things, and yeah, uh, it was fun to get in there and get dirty and get to working on a car again you know these guys around here they if i'm touching the car usually something's wrong (laughs) (laughs) no doubt no doubt travis always a pleasure to chat with you we can't wait to see what you have at coda this weekend and out throughout the season thanks for joining us here on crew call thanks guys we'll be uh looking forward to talking to you after we get a win there we go sounds awesome travis mack joining us here on crew call stay with us more in just a moment This NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on turn four at Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post. And um, boy, I'm telling you, I, I, it really struck me a couple of weeks ago. We just got done talking with Travis Mack. It really struck me. And Daniel was the one at one of the one of the sessions we had with him where he talked about a year ago, we were a team with potential. Now we're that team. And then how difficult it is to maintain being that team. Boy, it looks like all systems are in really good shape over there with Travis, with Phil Surgeon on the one card. They just continue to, they continue, we're, we're no longer shocked. We're expected, when they have a bad day, I think we're a little bit more surprised. Yeah, yeah, you look at it and, and top 10s in the first three races in Phoenix, they were in position, had a situation. Um, last weekend, they were decent and got caught up in that rack, uh, that rack around lap 200 or something like that. Um, it's Travis done a great job here. And, and really, you know, kudos to Travis and that whole program because they, like he talked about yeah. this thing, you know, they, they came, like Daniel hadn't figured out where he was going to drive in 2021. Right. And then all of a sudden, like January, he's, okay, we're going to form this new team and, and go racing. And go up to welcome up on campus at RCR and grab some guys and go to Daytona. And he just about won the dirt race. That's right. Like, I remember like, that. Yeah. They were leading the dirt race. And I was like, wow, this, this team is just yeah. coming forward. And Travis is, and they've, they've built this. And obviously, it's become bigger, right? right it's not yeah. just Travis and Daniel, yeah. but Bill Surgeon and, and, and everybody. But yeah. they, they have, he created the foundation right. that and launched this whole track. And the team. thing of it is, it's been a moving target. We had Phil Surgeon on last year with us, and Phil had talked about the fact that he didn't even change offices yeah. from Ganassi. They moved Travis and Daniel in. So he goes from Welcome, North Carolina, over here to Concord to Ganassi, and like, man, this year, not not having moving vans packed up, that had to be really cool for him. Yeah. Really neat stuff, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I really like what these two are building together. Yeah. You know, you, you look at it. I felt like, I mean, I really felt like they could go deeper in the playoffs last year. Yeah. I, I felt like they were going to be final eight, and and then they, who knows where it goes. But right. um, I look for great things out of these guys. And this is a place where, I mean, Coda, like he, he talked about, yeah. Daniels had it circled, right? Oh, yeah, one that got they, away. Boy. They were really good last year, and uh, mm-hmm. to watch them come forward, it's, it's going to be fun to see what happens this weekend. Low downforce, no cautions for stage breaks. It's, it's a different creation, but... You still got to turn left and right, and that that philosophy that they've got, I think, is going to fall, fall forward for them. Well, you're you're uh, you you went to Daytona as a crew chief. You went to Auto Club in Phoenix as an analyst for MRN. Uh, looks like you better put the crew chief hat back on. You're going down there with Jimmy. How are things? Uh, how are things looking as you get ready to go with the Legacy Motor Club? Yeah, so far this year, I failed as a retirement guy. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this makes four of the first five. Four of the first five. Or, yeah, I don't know, something like that. But uh, um, yeah, it's it's been good. I guess four of the four, first, first six. six yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it looks good. Looks good. Um, you know, it's, you don't know. It's not like we can go practice. We can do different yeah, things. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll get in the simulator this week and play a little bit, um, you know, but the cool part is, is that you got a seven time champion that's driving a car. <laughs> yeah. it's a, he, he'll bail you out about anything. So um, got some good people, got some good direction uh, being part of that ECR alignment, uh, you know, the, the RCR alliance, um, you know, I don't know. They won two of these races last yeah, year, right? Yeah, they did pretty good. Yeah, eight car did. So um, I think we got a decent spot to work from, and uh, and we will take advantage of that fifty minutes. It, that'll be uh, that'll be key for us to kind of sort our way around that place. But uh, you know, really looking forward to it. I think uh, you know Jimmy's Jimmy's pretty good road racer. He spent yeah. two years in IndyCar doing a lot of that. A lot of that. Uh, so yeah, um, and he's part of that Garage Fifty Six program going to going to Le Mans. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fun. 
I think you guys are going to have a good time, that's for sure. One of the things we referenced, and this is this is a little soapbox issue for me. Okay, I actually watched uh, or didn't watch. I don't, I don't, I don't own a television, so I listen to MR or listen to PRN, the race in Atlanta. But I do watch social media and I watch Twitter, and everyone's losing their minds about television commercials. Okay, here's your warning, folks. Okay, we no longer have cautions after stage breaks. Yeah. So. When you get on Twitter and say that they're missing more racing because of commercials, that's a byproduct of the thing. Now, I love the call. I love because I love road course strategy races. And I think the stage breaks did mess a lot of that up over the course of time. Now, I gave you some other strategy options, but it did change that. But one of the things about the stage breaks is that it gave MRN, PRN, Fox and NBC, a chance to throw a commercial in, do pit stops and throw another commercial in. We no longer have that. Going yeah, forward. we're, we're going to have to have commercials during green flag racing. Yeah. That's, that's, so just, that's just the end of it. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how, I mean, if you look at it, really, this sport is funded by the TV program. No doubt. It's, it's, yep, it, absolutely. that's why the whole negotiation of where the new TV and rights contract is, that's, that's exactly why it's such right. a conversation between ownership and NASCAR, because that's where this gets paid for. And, and, and it's, for our fan base to not want to have to pay for every race, which isn't, I don't nope. think, the right no, avenue, and I don't think NASCAR does either. Yeah. You have to have, you have to have, TV has to have commercial yeah, breaks. Commercial so, breaks so. so finding a place to put them in, the side-by-sides that they're going to, I, I, I thought that was cool. I watched it this weekend. Yeah. I, I think it works. You know, they're, they're trying to be creative but, with it. Yeah. But to the point, yes, we've taken two known cautions out of the programming this week. Right. Exactly, which well, is which has been four commercial breaks. Yes. Which has been four commercial Either breaks. Either side of the pits, right? And yeah, two on each side. One, yeah. We have four commercial breaks that will now be embedded in the race. So it'll be There you go. There's your warning that now I don't want to hear everyone on Twitter losing their minds. Well, yeah, I don't yeah. want to be on Twitter losing their minds. I don't think that's I think that's a lost cause. <laughs> yeah. Don't cool. turn it don't turn it to Twitter then. No, don't turn maybe I'll just maybe here here's what here's what the game plan is. Don't turn on my Twitter. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. <laughs> just leave the radio call on and, and go from there. So. Enjoy the show this weekend. Be it's a little different. Awesome. A little bit yeah. a little different. I think uh I don't think the strategies are be crazy different, but when the when the organic cautions happen. That may change up how everything yeah, gets raised. That's true. That's a good point. That's for sure. Motor Racing Network, of course, this is Crew Call. We have NASCAR Live every Tuesday night. That's the Tuesday night tradition. NASCAR Live wide open. More with Mike Bagley. That drops on Thursday. That's the podcast version. NASCAR Coast to Coast covers the roots and all of the grassroots and short track action. Wing Nation, we talk sprint car racing on Wing Nation. And of course, this NASCAR Crew Call, you can find all of our podcasts on MRN and find them where all podcasts are delivered. And like, share, spread the gospel tell people that you like what we're offering here on mrn motor racing network will be at circuit of the americas for the nascar craftsman truck series the xbel 200 saturday one o'clock eastern time from coda and then our friends at prn they take over with the xfinity series and the nascar cup series from circuit of the Americas. so uh gonna be a fun weekend that's for sure so great great stuff no doubt about it and great stuff as well with travis mack we appreciate him joining us but more important than all of that thank you for joining us here this week on crew call